I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Okay, I have a good idea for an intro. Okay. It just needs a bit of preparation. <laughs> I don't think you're going to find it funny. Well, you do. Yeah, <laughs> clearly, yeah. Are we recording? Yeah. Okay. I just need to figure out what song it is. Oh, wait. <laughs> I don't know if it's this one or not. What the hell is this? No, it's not this one. Sorry. Wait. Did I listen to this on shuffle? <laughs> <laughs> That's great, isn't it? Oh, how am I going to find it? Okay, I'm just going to have to go through all of them. This is it, right? Okay. Vapor. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not think this is the same song? <laughs> what song? Hang on. <laughs> Let me get into it. Hang on. <laughs> what song is this? Wait, when does it say? Oh, wait. Butterfly, fly away. Oh, butterfly. Oh, Hannah Montana. You've said it, Brie. That's such a nice song. Butterfly, fly away. It's the same song. Stop playing that, or Bailey Ray Cyrus is going to sue us. We don't God, have enough I'm money. I'm so sweating from that. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Bandwagons. <laughs> Butterfly wagons. In fairness, I didn't have an idea for an intro. And they do actually sound quite similar. It's the same song. I have another one as well. Oh, really? From yeah. the new album? Yeah. One, um, one of her songs. Or should you want to wait for it? Yeah. I was <laughs> actually just going to get into the intro and then it will kind of, We need to explain what we're actually talking about, I suppose, first. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Choking on our own saliva. Um, welcome back to Bandwagons. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. I'm Fanula. Breeze over there. Um, having a moment. Um, we are talking about Halsey this mm-hmm. episode which I think has come into us before but the time never really has it I I remember it coming maybe in a comment on Patreon or something 
Yeah. Or I feel like it's come up in a few Q&As and every time I've been like, I don't, not in any way, I don't care. Or like, she hasn't done anything that would warrant us to talk about it. Yeah. But has she now? Surely Slam last Friday. Oh yeah. It's the one we're literally about to and talk about. And a movie. Yeah. I'm going to learn a lot. I know nothing about housing. Um, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> no. I know she plagiarizes some really class Disney people. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, we're, we're talking that. about Halsey. Um, she just released uh, her new album, which is called If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power. Are you okay? Do you need to step outside for a while? No, I'm fine. Are you just thinking about Butterfly Fly Away? No. I'm having a Barack. <laughs> is that what you're drinking? Fucking urine drink. Oh my God. No, Actually, that reminded me when I went into the shop to get a, to get a can. What's wrong? What is going on? I don't know. I don't know either. At one point, me and Shane were like, we weren't having an argument. We were having a back and forth about what the fuck to do with the piece of audio that's coming up later on. And Brie just started pissing her all off. And I was like, what are you laughing at? And she's like, nothing, nothing. That was because I went like, into the microphone, la, 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 la. And then I realised. <laughs> that we can't hear because I wasn't wearing headphones. <laughs> la, 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 la. I thought you were going to come out to me and then I realised you had um, yeah, we're talking about Halsey Breed. Um, oh no, so sorry, far. I didn't. I didn't finish my witty. Well, it wasn't really witty. It's just an anecdote. Um, when I went into the shop there to get my can, there was a couple. There's a couple standing. At the, I'm just gonna keep talking yeah, until you fucking get your shit together. Um, and there was a couple standing at the deli right, and they were fully like embracing each other as they were waiting Aww. for. No, but they were like, uh, like kind of side by side. You know what I mean? They were just like touching loads for for the top of a deli queue. I was just like, <laughs> let go of each other, you know? Let go, get, wait, get your rolls, touch each other all you want then, you know? Yeah. I don't think I'm explaining it well, I just thought it was excessive. Um, we're talking about Halsey. Why did that, why were you telling them that? Because you were having a fucking oh, break yeah, yeah. in there for a while, so I was no. trying to pivot before we got back to the Sorry, Halsey chat. Sorry, I'm back. Um, your first memory of Halsey is what I always ask, or like when you were introduced to her. I... Don't have any strong memories of Halsey. Oh, sorry, I will but say Halsey actually uses she, they pronouns, so we'll probably use them interspersed. So okay, uh, thank you. Um, no strong memories. I remember that there was. Oh, here we go. Now. Sorry, You're on your no, I'm drinking a fizzy drink and it just fully all the bubbles went down the wrong way. Fucking hell! Right. Um, there was a speech I saw on Facebook where she gave like a really good speech on like oh, sexual yes. assault. Was, yeah. And it was really powerful. Like maybe it could have even been spoken word or something. Powerful poem about uh, sexual abuse delivered by Halsey. Yeah. That's my... Like, the Women's my, Marches. Yeah. This is in 2018. She was 23. That's my standout memory of her. Um, I think I have it here on Billboard as well. Uh, yeah, that was a trigger warning for this episode we will give now. But yeah, it is. She has been through the ringer. Um, in her poem, Halsey shared accounts of being sexually assaulted um, and accompanying her best friend Planned Parenthood after she was raped she detailed how a boyfriend would force her how to have sex how she's had to perform through a miscarriage and how being, the, being in the public eye has not guarded her or others from being abused um, I obviously won't read the whole thing but you can it's readily available online and it is very well written for as much as she kind of can be criticised for her lyricism and her writing I don't think she always hits the mark but that is bang on and I have to applaud her for how honest she's been about like she's been through a lot of trauma. There's like a l- lot of trauma there with her and her life. Yeah. 
She seems to be coming out the other end. She's just a baby. That's what I associate her with is like her advocacy stuff, like more so than her music. Like I wouldn't say she's a very like, like I wouldn't say she's the best like pop star in the world. It's just like something she does alongside all her other work. But why do you think that? I just don't think that's... Because like she like she has like <clears throat> a very strong fandom. And like we don't have a clue about it because we're not in it. Or yeah. I know of them. What are their name? What do they go as? What is there? I actually don't know that. Well, I, look um, I look it up there now. I I'm trying to think of when I uh, I can't see it there. Can you? I haven't. I thought you were looking. Fandom name? Oh yeah, I know. But it's like exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Back in 2015, she said she doesn't want us to have a name because it separates her from us. Sort of makes us her makes her above us, if that makes sense. But sometimes on Twitter, the fans will call themselves Halsies. That's kind of nice. Mm. Um, I remember hearing the song New Americana. Do you know that song? Mm, no. It's very fucking cringe. <laughs> like, it? it's we are the new Americana. Hi, on. Legal marijuana, raised on Biggie and Nirvana. I don't think it ever really made yes. any, but yes, you I would do. have heard yeah, yeah, it, I think. Yeah. Not good. Not my fave. So that was from uh, Badlands. That was her first album, which you're going to talk about, I'm assuming, in more depth. And then obviously she was on, no? <laughs> when did you say that? When do you mean? <laughs> when you said you were going to research her starting out. Yeah. <laughs> That's her starting out. I can look up some stuff. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> we didn't Did you get the mini bandwagons as well? Yeah. I got loads of mini bandwagons. Mining fucking content. Anyway. Um, so this is a collaborative project. And then obviously she was on. Yeah. Who's doing the collaborating here? Me and the fans. Me and the fans. Yeah. Um, and then she was on our favourite song. So baby, pull me closer yeah. in oh the backseat of you. We like that That's song. That's my best memory of Halsey. We like that song unironically. We yeah we liked that song like probably six months think, after it was big song of the summer yeah 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 no fully past its prime I think I liked it I tried to like it ironically first and now it's fully unironically I'm leaning into it now no. Smokers are like no fr- <laughs> from about six weeks after yeah did we listen to it nonstop what an EP was that that we listened to it like 2018 or what something? time did that what uh, 2016 <laughs> oh Christ that's so long ago. Twenty sixteen in ten countries, yeah. Jesus, yeah, and it was definitely twenty eighteen when we were singing it. No, it wasn't. Do you remember you had that Bluetooth speaker that was like every time you hit the bu- the volume button to the top, it would go maximum volume. Maximum and we, volume. And we used to go, so baby, pull me closer Maxi- in the, the back street of my maximum volume. Maximum volume. <laughs> um, <laughs> so stupid. Every time I hear that song now I wait for that. Um then, yeah, I, okay, I was never really a massive fan until, and even then, massive fan, I'm using those words very loosely, uh, Manic, which was her 2020 album, the singles from that are incredibly strong. Now, I don't think the album, the album didn't really leave a huge impression on me, but like, you're talking about Without Me, yeah, very good, yeah, Graveyard. I don't know that one. Oh, oh, I keep digging myself down deeper. I won't stop till I get where you are. I don't know that, but I like it. I um, like your version. To the graveyard, you know? That was all over radio, I thought. I don't know it. And then there was Cowboy Country, I Feel So Sorry. Um, I feel you should so be sad. sad. Yeah. Where she's just like, fuck you, Jeezy, a big prick. But she's like a sexy cowboy as well. In the video. 
or just she did I think it was an SNL performance that she did where she's it's like real sexy and this was this is pre-pandemic everything fucking everything going mad but yeah she just looks I'm trying to get photos of them so they can show you and I'll have them on uh, I'll have them on social as well but like that kind of vibe look she's all like this is what we'll be like at the live show yeah but in pink um she did a couple of other tracks but that performance really stands out to me now I think the reason why Manic kind of went up for so like the second album I think was a fan thing I don't I know some of the tracks of it but nothing major then Manic was kind of her commercial breakthrough I think and then it was also in the aftermath of her split from Jeezy and that was all very like tabloidy because they were kind of like oh my god look at this hot alternative music couple and then it was like they had a very tumultuous breakup Um. And now, as we mentioned, she's kind of potentially released her magnum opus with um, If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power, which is kind of, it's kind of a concept album, kind of not about... Motherhood. Motherhood and like feminine, femininity and... Femininity. I, femininity. femininity. Am I saying that right? Femininity, yeah. Yeah. And kind of all the contradictions that come with that. And with that, there's been... A movie of the same name that was released. Um, we have a fan, a super fan. Uh, my friend Benji, he has sent us a lovely voice note. He went to see the movie. And I hear it's she's just flat out in the nip. Halsey's flat out in the nip. Yeah, that's what I heard. I think it might have been Stephen Byrne or someone. I turned on the radio and they were talking about it. They had just gone to see it as well. And they said, went to see Halsey's movie last night. It's very good, but she was flat out in the nip. Well, she's definitely right. wasn't maybe, no... I can't remember. I think I can't remember who it was. I'm sure Benji will let us know just how much a nip was mm. um, out. But yeah, he went to see it, but he's like a long time Halsey stand, like way more in it than either you or I were. Hence why I wanted to ask him and kind of get why, why the fans are so into them and also like kind of the misconceptions about them as an artist because I think that's a big thing with them because I think even with this album... I think you'll still have people who will never listen to it because it's Halsey. You know what I mean? People hate Halsey. I hate is a strong word, but I feel like there's been a lot of kind of cringy stuff associated with her as well. So like kind of at the start of her career, she kind of was born out of Tumblr. Like she's a very like Tumblr artist and was like posting initially on like YouTube and Kick and stuff on Tumblr. She had this username, 17 Black. She used to, she did a parody of I Knew You Were Troubled by Taylor Swift and uh, kind of was was constantly like taking the, not taking the piss out, not in a really mean way, but was kind of a, a lot of like ripping off on Taylor's artistry and kind of the whole, the whole attitude that everyone had in that time of Taylor Swift of the fact that like, oh, she's such a slag, whatever, like such a man eater, whatever. And it's so funny because I screenshot this post. She had a post on the Tumblr before um, and it came up on this meme page that I follow. I have it here, sorry. So Halsey posted on her Tumblr in, I don't know what year this is from, but this is fucking years ago. Um, I can't wait till I'm famous and I get to have an awkward conversation with Taylor Swift about how my career was kickstarted by slandering her on the internet. Oh shit. Aha, smiley face, kiss, kiss. But the gas thing is, Taylor Swift just shouted her out on her Instagram and shouted out her most recent album and was like, it's fucking class. Hang on, I'll bring that up there now so I'm not misquoting her. Um... But yeah, which I thought was a nice, strange, full circle moment. But basically, yeah, I think 
her her artistry is never going to be for everyone. Like her vocal style, I think you either like or you don't. It's very kind of pop punk. It's very unique. You know, you know Halsey's voice. So it's so much like, and it's a lot of her earlier stuff. I think her vocals are a lot stronger now, and I think with time it's polished up a lot. But the earlier stuff, she is actively singing in cursive, and a lot of them, you know what I mean. Uh, you know that oi oi oi. You know the video. Yeah, Have you seen yeah. the video of her where she's in the mall and she's singing Blink One Eighty Two? She's like, don't waste your time on me. You're all ready, and she's fully. I'm not putting that on. She's fully singing it like that. Have you seen that? No. Okay, well, I, I put that on the socials as well because that is a must watch. She's kind of, there was a while where she was a, there were like these quotes attributed to her, I think, that were incorrect. She had one about, um, where I think she was kind of said, I think she was quoted somewhere saying, I have it here, yeah. She was criticized because at one point, she called herself tri-bi in an interview because she was like biracial, bipolar and bisexual. Mm. Um, but like, I think I think that was wrongly attributed and I think people kind of ran with it then and she kind of came out and said um, that like people were using that like to trivialise her and in a trivialising way to describe her. Um, they, like there was kind of other things as well. She collaborated with Quavo in 2017 from... Quavo. What is that band called? Migos. And like, yeah. they've obviously kind of been pulled up for homophobic remarks they've made before. Um, she kind of said that she'd never actually spoken to him. She was just, uh, it, it was just a thing that happened. Um, she came after Iggy Azalea before for how kind of taken up like her appropriating black culture. Um, criticized Demi Lovato at the time for Cool for the Summer, that song, and kind of again trivializing like, uh, women love women relationships yeah and then what was the other thing did you see the thing last year so Manic obviously came out in 2020 and when it came out Pitchfork reviewed it right this is the one thing that like I I shouldn't laugh but I do always laugh when I remember it and I also laugh because I cannot believe this happened like last year it's just demented so Manic came out last year right and Pitchfork reviewed it and they gave it a 6.5 which for Pitchfork is like Decent. pretty good yeah. and for Halsey I would think is pretty good considering that other people like dunked on that album massively right but um, Halsey tweeted at the time can the basement that they run Pitchfork out of just collapse already oh. where is Pitchfork based Breed? Oh in the World Trade Center in the World Trade Center oh <laughs> How did I know that? Um, she deleted it shortly after she was pulled up on it, but someone tweeted, losing my mind That's thinking about... That's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. Losing my mind thinking about the person on Halsey's team who to tell her she just called for the collapse of One World, right? Um, that was from Ben Kesslin. Now, in fairness, she was quick to pull it up and she said, absolutely deleted upon realising this, was just trying to make a joke, joke, intended zero harm. Just figured I could poke... Uh, poke at them back with the same aloof passive aggression they poke at artists with. Clearly a misunderstanding. Um... It's kind. It's fun. In hindsight, it's kind of funny. It's kind because it's just like I think I find it funny because it's just this would only happen to someone like Halsey. Yeah. Unfortunately, like yeah. it's just it really of all the places. Do you know what I mean? Been. It's just, and I felt bad for them in that way. But yeah, I think I do, I think this album, which I listened to before I came in, and we'll we should probably go back to the start of her career before but before we get into this album. I thought it was very good. We'll talk about it a bit later on, but yeah. I think this could be a real turning point per, point for her as an artist as opposed to a famous person, as you said, who kind of does music, but maybe 
It's more of a personality or whatever. Yeah, yeah. kind of. And I know the fans will probably really resent us for saying that, but I think for uh, the mainstream, of the, and especially yeah, in Ireland, I think that is... Outside the fandom, she's not that yeah, I think, well known. Well, she's well known, but she's well, not that Yeah, like, but I, I she's think... She's not the first person that jumps to your head when you think about music. Yeah, or I think when people do think of her music, and especially in terms of, as you said, you wouldn't consider like a, her a massive pop star, even though they are well known or whatever. Yeah. I think of her more of a, of a featured artist. Yeah. On, on other people's tracks. Okay, talk to me about how she started out. Do you want to know what her real name is? I know what, yeah. It's Ashley. I, I, I always well, laugh again because it's like, because it's just a dessert, like. Ashley Frangipani. Yeah, Ashley Nicolette Frangipan. Frangipan. Frangipan, yeah. I was wondering why that word sounded familiar. Frangipan. It's an almond. Marzipan. No. Frangipan. Frangipan. It is like an when almond. When is Bake Off back? Not soon enough, I fucking tell really you. Really soon though, next A creamy month? mixture of ground almonds, butter, sugar and eggs that are sometimes used oh, to fill tarts. Yum. Ashley, oh, Ashley dessert. I'd love that poured directly into my mouth now. Um, I'm actually older than her. <laughs> oh, are you? Oh, fuck, yeah. I, uh, this is another thing. She's around so long, I think, started I like so she, young. Yeah, she seems so much older. Yeah. Not so much older, but she seems... She seems well quite wise, yeah. even though she drops these occasional clangers. But yeah. Yeah, that, that really got me. Um... Yeah, career beginnings. Frangipan started writing music when she was 17. And as you said, she started posting videos to social media sites such as YouTube and Kick. Um, we never had Kick over here, did we? Did that ever kick no. off? No. Hey. Yeah. Do you know what I did at the weekend? What? Watched Vines on YouTube. I missed Vine. I, oh, I, I missed the whole boat on Vine. It was very good. But did we not do an episode on Vine? No. Are you sure? Was that me or was you? That me? No, I think that was me. Shane, cut that out. Sorry. No, don't cut it's it out. It's the here, not me. Um, uh, I don't think we did. I think we definitely did in the context of the TikTok episode. Maybe no, that was. Uh, How do we disco? get? Yeah, but we did a TikTok episode as well, and we talked about Vine, and I think we talked about our favorite vines on that. I don't know, have any because I never watched them. We need to. Until now, but anyway, I guys, feel like you I should get on the time. Vine. And you it's talk... very good. Vine doesn't exist anymore. Those Vine <laughs> compilation videos are very good. They're so funny. Anyway, carry on. Um. And in particularly, in particular, under what the hell is she posted videos. To, Will we just start again? To Tumblr. No, you Do were you, doing great. I was. Yeah. <laughs> she posted videos to Tumblr under the username Seventeen Black. Yeah. You yeah you've covered a lot of this. <laughs> did you cover anything after? Let's go to her first album, which was she did a few EPs before that. But wait, her... Frangie went to a party and met a music guy who asked her to collaborate on a song with him because he liked her voice. The result, a song about her ex-boyfriend titled Ghost, was posted on uh, by Frangie Pan on SoundCloud several weeks after it was recorded. I can't take it seriously when you keep calling her Frangie Pan. That's I, what it says here. I know that's really... literally her name, but... Within hours, the song gained on, online popularity and she was subsequently contacted by several record labels and the song eventually... With the song eventually charting and going on radio, she signed with Astral Works, feeling that they gave her more creative freedom than other labels that contacted her. Following this, Frangipan played numerous acoustic shows in different cities under several stage names. She chose Halsey as her permanent stage name because it is an anagram of her first name and uh, is also a reference to Halsey Street Station of the New York City subway in Brooklyn. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, fun fact about... <laughs> so Badlands was the album that uh, New Americana is on, but there's a, there was two other... Uh, well I don't know if they were actually ever released as singles but two of the other songs that charted on it were Gasoline which I'm not hugely familiar with and Gasoline. Colours no that's Heim yeah 
And it also does not sound like that. You were very high. You were. It is very high. Yeah, but you were like gasoline. What what registers that in singing? Go on, on, sing. What does it go? It's like gasoline, pretty please. Unless you were harmonising. I wish you could hear me rolling my eyes. I don't, I don't want to fight about it. Like I just thought you were singing a different song. Another good song called Gasoline, Britney Spears. Spark, and it's like Gasoline, song Femme Fatale. Imagine we had loads of songs called Petrol. That's yeah, are there is, songs called Petrol? Petrol. Petrol song. Um, let's find out. Petrol, there's a song by Miss Pooja. Preet Brar. Oh, these all seem to be like Bollywood songs. There's mm. a lot of Bollywood songs called Petrol. I wonder what it means. Uh, you could, yeah if anyone knows let us know the petrol song oh I thought it was by Weezer but it's by someone called Welter anyway back to what I was saying the song Colours do you know who that song is about Elon Musk Elon I? Musk are you <laughs> fucking serious <laughs> no Elon Musk is with Grimes I always mix them up I always mix them no, up no Grimes is evil Halsey is not okay are we sure <laughs> well can anyone ever be sure um, uh, you're going to tell me Are you? Go- do you want to have one more guess can I have a clue um, he's in a band oh is it like Marcus Mumford no it's Matt Healy from 1975 oh but Close. <laughs> there's a lyric in Colours which I which is so funny because um, it's it's something about like watching your mom on TV Oh, your little your, okay. So the opening lyrics are: Your little brother never tells you, but he loves you so. You said your mother only smiled on her TV show. She's fully talking about loose women. Who's his mom? Denise Welch. What? <laughs> That's not Denise or Welch. That she's she, thinking about. Or she could be talking about Waterloo Road. Well, the song's about fucking Maddie Healy, and he, she only he only has one mom. So oh, imagine Denise Welch. Denise Welch is so cringe. That's rude. She is. Is she that cringe? Yeah. She's been through a lot. Has she? Yeah, I think so. Jesus. Are you Googling there now to validate that? Yeah, she's Hollyoaks like. Um, but imagine just sitting down. Like, what? I, I want to live in the parallel universe. Or like, if I could have a time machine, they're like, you can go back, you could do anything, you could stop a crime, whatever. I'm like, take me back to the moment where Halsey was watching Luke's Women and was yes. like, I need to write this song about my waste or fucking boyfriend. Um, I can't believe that's his mom. Yeah, there you go. Wow. Um, so Badlands came out in 2015. Um, I think went down like relatively well. It's very like again, like Badlands is considered a concept album as well. As far as I can see, it's like a fictional dystopian society known as Badlands, obviously, and it's like desert kind of wasteland. I think it's all a bit. I think the idea of it is more eyebrow than the actualization of it. To be honest, mm. excuse me. Um, what did Pitchfork give this? Pitchfork, Pitchfork gave Badlands 4.9 out of 10. Um, All Music gave it three and a half stars. Alternative, Alternative Addiction gave it a four and a half stars. Vice gave it an A minus. Um, did like reasonably well, I think, in the States. I don't think it had a huge amount of crossover here. But I think, again, if you were very online, I think you knew who Halsey was and you yeah. were potentially into her. Then Hopeless Fountain Kingdom was... Uh, her next album. Sorry, go back. Did you know the two the two bands she toured with? No. I would never have guessed. Do you want to guess? Uh, give me a hint. Um, indie. One is indie. The other are just like a bit fucking annoying. Maroon 5? No. Um, that was the annoying one. Indie. 
Catfish and the Battlemen? I don't know. No, the Kooks. Oh, yeah. And Imagine Dragons. Imagine Dragons are a bit annoying. Yeah. Don't I saw a funny meme again the other day and it was like, sometimes you can tell a man listens to Imagine Dragons just by looking at him. I was mm. like, why can you? Why is that possible? Mm. We're never doing an Imagine Dragons episode. Anyway, Hopeless Found a Kingdom. Oh, this was the one that she collaborated with Quavo on. And she uh, she did something with Cashmere Cash. Lauren from Fifth Harmony. That's the song that I know. Because I think people thought they were together at that point. Or I think they might have been. So the singles off that were Now or Never. Which only went to number 17. Didn't do amazingly in comparison. Bad at Love was the second single. That peaked at number 5 it's in the States. It's a concept album as well. For Romeo and Juliet. I don't think... Yes, it is actually. It's a concept album that connects her previous album, Badlands. Um, yeah, literally. Noted for the swapping swapping the genders of Romeo and Juliet, including same-sex relationships. The main character is bisexual, like her, uh, named Luna Orium, and her main love interest is male character uh, Solis Angelis, with references to female love interests in the song Bad at Love and Strangers, which is the one that features... Lauren from Fifth Harmony and she's also bisexual that video is very very horny if anyone has, has never watched that mm. um, that's a good song but again this co- album kind of came and passed me by to be honest Pitchfork gave this 6.5 um, Rolling Stone gave this 4 Enemy gave this 4 uh, 4 stars out of 5 I should clarify um, this went to number 1 in the States for her again and then we had Manic which is the one that I would be kind of most familiar with. And as you, this was around the time that she was also collaborating with BTS. Ooh. You know, and she was having all that success with them. You know that song? Oh, the boy with love. Oh, my, my, my. Oh, my, my, my. And your man, no. Suga, Suga from BTS. The K-pop fans are going to come for me. Um, he's on this album. What is that song? Is it big? It was big like in this year, I think, or the year before. No, 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 because some of it's in Korean, so I'm not going to try and sing the Korean bit because obviously yeah. I don't know, but it's like, she's like, oh, my, 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 oh, my, my, my. It did really well for them. It's off that Map of the Soul album or... Where have you been the last few years? I have no idea. I think I, I might have hit my head on the way in. Yeah, I think so. Um, so as I mentioned, this was Without Me. What song does that sample? Or I think Interpolate. It's our favourite word at the minute. Oh, I don't know. Um, Should I know? You should, yeah. You don't have to say just what you did. Uh, I already know. I had to go and find from them. I never put that together. Justin Timberlake, Cry Me River, for anyone who was still confused listening. That's blown my mind. Um, this album is pretty much like a big fuck you to Jeezy, as we already said, and I think the video is also um, inspired by this. Now, she's kind of said that it's not she said it's about several different relationships that she's either experienced or observed <laughs> and Where then do we take her word for it but then she said in a glamour interview that it, the song is partially about him so like fair um then graveyard was the second single you do not remember that as you said and then what was the other one uh i feel so sorry i feel so sad. sad yeah I try to help you Just made you mad It's Spin very fall boy, isn't it? I love that song Do you know what I mean? Like she's very I think She makes Pop music But has a tinge of like An emo pop yeah. vocal about her And now it's Obviously it's not like Very straight pop But I think the market She was kind of aiming for Was pop yeah. And I feel like That's why people were like uh, Or like The kind of 
the non-fans were kind of re- maybe reluctant to fully get in there. Um, so she described the album as uh, changing its mind as much as she does with several genres, country, K-pop, pop, R&B. Um, in terms of how it did, I'm pretty sure this was her best in terms of charting and everything else. Uh, yeah. Up until this album, which I don't know if it's actually commercially how well it's going to do. But critically, as I said, I think this will be kind of the one where it's like, okay, we actually need to take her seriously. So this is the new album. If I can't have love, I want power. And it was written by herself, Jonathan Cunningham, uh, Greg Kirsten. And it was produced by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, who are Nine Inch Nails. Um, They're like an industrial rock band. They do a lot of like scores they basically they don't generally do this kind of music right um they influence a lot of pop and stuff like i think it's the sample for i heard this on stephen burns show because he was doing the three at three you know that he does on his show and it was like the three songs need to figure out how they're connected and he did lil nas x old town road ashio i'm on a roll and he did and one of the songs uh from he did one of the songs from If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power. What is the name of that again? I'm Not a Woman, I'm a God. I think that's kind of the lead single. And it's basically that they that Nine Inch Nails were all involved in some way. Yeah. Um, you don't have a clue about Nine Inch Nails. I've heard the name of the band. You know, yeah. Oh, but, no, oh, sorry, but that yeah. wasn't a dig. I don't have a clue about Nine Inch Nails either. Yeah. I have no idea who they are or why I've ever even heard of them. Well, thankfully, I've roped in someone who does... Uh, Dave Hannery, host of No Encore, is now our official Nine Inch Nails correspondent <laughs> because he has asked to come on before to do a Nine Inch Nails episode. And I said, Dave, has he actually? wrong audience. I said, we we joked about it, but yeah. I was like, you trust me. Trust me, Dave. Um, he's listening to the album, he thinks it's good, but he's kind of explained uh, in this clip why this collaboration is significant and why we could expect more to follow. So here he is. Hello, my name is Dave Hanready, and uh, can I just say this is an absolute pleasure, an absolute honour and a privilege to be officially designated and named and revealed as Bandwagon's official Nine Inch Nails correspondent. I'm sure the listeners have been absolutely crying out for this kind of a thing on the show, so it's about damn time. Um, if anyone doesn't know who Nine Inch Nails are, Trent Reznor is basically Nine Inch Nails, alongside a guy called Atticus Ross, who was recently added as a full-time member, but he's kind of been there all along. But it's basically Trent Reznor's band, essentially, and has been since 1988. Uh, it makes industrial music, very aggressive music, very propulsive, angry uh, you know, like the kind of stuff you listen to as a teenager, but maybe appreciate more as an adult. I know I certainly do. Uh, I think Trent Reznor is a genius. I am biased, but I think he's genuinely amazing. And I think as well, it goes beyond what I just said. I mean, take a song like Hurt, which of course was covered by Johnny Cash, which uh, an awful lot of people thought was just a Johnny Cash song. It turns out it was an amazing reworking of a Nine Inch Nails song as Johnny Cash was kind of in the, the last days of his life. An amazingly poignant song and video. And Trent Reznor himself has said, it's not my song anymore, it's Johnny Cash's. So a very nice magnanimous thing to do. But it came from a great song, from a great songwriter. That being Trent Reznor, also a great producer. Uh, Over the last 10 years, I think the mainstream public will be a bit more familiar with the soundtrack work that Trent and Atticus have been doing together. They won an Oscar for The Social Network in 2010. Beautiful, beautiful score. Uh, They won an Oscar just there with John Batiste at this year's Oscars for Soul, so 10 years later. And in between have worked, you know, I think they worked with David Fincher like three more times and worked on lots of different things. But what Trent Reznor has not done 
is work with a pop star and kind of produce a solo album for a solo artist back I mean back in the 90s uh, he worked with the now very cancelled Marilyn Manson uh, but since then hasn't really done this for someone so for Halsey uh, to acquire the services of Trent and Atticus at a time when they're ferociously in demand. I mean, Nine Inch Nails are still going. They were supposed to be touring America for the rest of the year, but they cancelled due to COVID-19, and they're always in demand when it comes to soundtrack work. So I think for a big star like Halsey to land them, uh, it's quite a coup. And I have to imagine there's going to be a lot of contemporaries wondering why they didn't pick up the phone themselves, because the results on this album, I think, are absolutely magnificent. Um, I wondered what the production would sound like. I wondered how it would work. And you hear very kind of familiar... Uh, Nine Inch Nails-y kind of Trent Reznoratica's Ross stylings straight away um, the opening track the piano it's very reminiscent of what they did on the social network with, with Hand Covers Bruise and it kind of continues through the record but look I think also it's important to note that we're in a time right now when the likes of Lord uh, came out what last week or the week before saying that Jack Antonoff co-produced my record, but it's my record. I mean, Jack Antonoff, of course, has been working with the likes of Lord, Taylor Swift, uh, St. Vincent, uh, Claro, I'm probably forgetting somebody. And it's important not to diminish the role of the songwriter and the artist, especially when it's a female or a non-binary talent at the forefront. Uh, having someone like a Trent Reznor or Atticus Ross on board and helping you curate it with the musical direction is an amazing thing, but this is a Halsey record. And it seems like they've made an incredible statement, one that they absolutely wanted to make. Um, there's a quote in Stereogum's review this week that says that this album is one of those statement albums that changed the course of an artist's career. Except according to Halsey, this is where they've always been headed. Now listen, I can't claim to be a Halsey superfan because I'm not. Um, this album, in fact, is the first time I've ever listened to one start to finish because I was drawn in by the obvious hook of the Nine Inch Nails connection. But I, I'm loving what I'm hearing, and I do believe that. I mean, it sounds from what I can hear over the course of this record as someone who's a very forthright artist who has an awful lot to say and I guess wanted to make a bit of a stylistic change, one that I think absolutely works. I think it's something I never really considered before, Trent Reznor producing a pop album, but now I absolutely want more of it. I would love for him to work with a Lord or a Taylor Swift. I think that would sound absolutely incredible. I think he's a lot more malleable than people might think. And this album, I think, is daring without being too challenging. Uh, I think it opens up a whole new, exciting, you know, kind of playing field for the artist involved. And it definitely makes me wonder about the next 10 years for Trent and Atticus as well as producers. So I think it's a huge win all around. And I think it's also a great thing because it might challenge people's preconceptions about pop music. It might make people think differently about a Trent Reznor, for example, and a Halsey, for sure. Um, I now want to check out the back catalogue of Halsey. Of course, I'm aware of them from, you know, previous commercial hits and I think that, you know, there's been critical acclaim for this record. I don't know if it's going to top charts or whatever. And of course, you know, Kanye West has stolen everybody's thunder by releasing Donda now and thus derailing every other major release, at least until Drake comes out on Friday. But yeah, um, it's an unexpected union. It's maybe a bit unusual for what you would expect for a major label artist, but I think it's kind of genius. I think it's kind of an incredible thing to do. I think everybody involved has come out the other side of it with something that they can kind of hold aloft and treasure. And I'm only like five or six lessons in, to be honest with you. So, you know, maybe take my words with a pinch of salt. But ultimately, uh, for anyone who's never checked out Trent and Atticus and Nine Inch Nails, this might be your window in. And if it is, I'm very, very excited for you. Because for all I said at the start about the kind of, you know, the kind of the gristle and the machine-like industrial stuff that Nine Inch Nails are known for, 
I've always maintained that there's been a bit of a pop edge in there. Not even buried. It's very clear in the choruses. Trent Reznor loves a fucking chorus. Absolutely does. And on this one, he actually appears at the end of it in quite a nice kind of passing of the torch kind of way almost. So very definitely a Halsey record. A very shrewd and interesting move to get these guys in behind the desk. And I think the results speak for themselves. I think it's a really, really good album. Anyway, look, that's enough rambling from me. Trent and Attica's Ross are cool. Check them all out. Check out Nine Inch Nails. And uh, yeah, maybe you'll hear me again on the podcast someday. Or maybe Fanula will be like, nah, that's enough, Dave. But uh, for now, my name is Dave Hanready. Check out the new one. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. Core podcast, won't you? Take care. Bye. Dave Hanratty there, host of No Encore, my favourite music podcast. Please go check that out. And they also have a Patreon. They've just gone fully independent. So if you have a spare few shekels, send them their way. Um, Good guys over there. Um, Can I please tell you about the other song that I think sounds like a rip-off on this album? Yes. First of all. So you think Darling on this album sounds like a rip-off of? is Butterfly Fly Away from the Hannah Montana movie. Okay. And then there's another one. I cannot remember what it's called. But it Did is. you like the album? I liked some songs on it. I think they were all like, it was a bit like up and down in terms of genre. Yeah. Um, I liked Tradition. I thought it sounded kind of like old Irish ballady. Yeah. Didn't it? Yeah, now that it's a bit lilty like. Yeah, which I liked. What did I like? I liked um, Girl Is A Gun. I liked Darling, but now that we've said that it sounds like Butterfly Fly Away, I'm never going to be able to fucking listen to it There's again. There's another one as well, and it's, it is like, you're not living till you're living. You asked for this. Living with me. No, that's a stretch, I think. <laughs> no. Is, is it that you asked for this song? Let me check. You. Um, I really liked. No. I really liked, that's the one I like. That's, uh, you asked for this. I really liked Honey. I don't know. There's one of them anyway, listen to it and you'll know. It's like if I was Ali and AJ, I would be texting my lawyer. Um, I really liked this album and I think I will, I think I will a- actually actively come back to it. I found it really hard with albums in the last few while that I just found they're not grabbing me. Mm. I've kind of avoided the Lord album because the general consensus is that it's not great. Oh. And I think I'm kind of in denial about it. I just think this is like, it's not reinventing the wheel. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't think it's... I don't think it's... I think it's a very strong album. I still think it's... There won't be great singles off it, I don't think. No, commercially, no. I, but I don't think she, I don't think, uh, she wants that. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that was... I think she just wanted to... She's always wanted to create this piece. And she even kind of said it. She said, like, very early on in her career, in the Instagram post, I'll actually get it up so I can go to her. But basically, she's always thought about making music with 
the two lads or like creating pop music with them that sounded like Nine Inch Nails. She has it here. Seven years ago, I was 19 and in an apartment in New York, working on my debut album and waxing poetic about wanting to make a record that felt like industrial pop a la Nine Inch Nails. I was not brave enough nor experienced enough to nail such a conquest. Years went by of facade and confidence whilst shrinking beneath the weight of my own imposter syndrome. As it would have it, fate or hard work or something, or as it would have it, fate or hard work or something led me to Trenton Atticus. They saw a festering crack in my armour and forced it open from miles away. This is the album I've always wanted to make but never believed I was cool enough. There are not uh, enough words to thank them for taking a chance on me and lending me their genius talent. I hope you love our very unlikely and very special matrimony. And the thing is, right, Mm. I actually don't, when you listen to it, I don't think it's that unusual. Like, I think it's, I think it's what she's been trying to make and probably didn't have the confidence to. So it's kind of been trying to do other genres as opposed to fully leaning into kind of the the rock, kind of pop punk, that industrial thing as opposed to fully leaning into that, I think. Yeah. Um, do you think she'll stick with this now or what's next? What's she going to do? Something else, man? No, I, she, sound, she seems like someone who wanted to make this and I think, not that she'll move on from it. She will always have this kind of genre and this style. It's fo- it's in her vocal. Like that's all I all I hear when I listen to her is like the pop punk that I grew up with and yeah. the emo music that I still love. Which is why I think I like this album as well. Um, but I do think she is very as much as people might criticize her for being kind of cheesy or cringy or being that kind of Tumblr artist. I do believe she's fully in her art and believes in everything she does. And like as much as I kind of laugh off the whole idea of concept, the concept album or whatever, I think she, I think she sees all of her albums and all of her works as kind of individual standalone pieces. Yeah. Yeah. So. What's the crack with the film that came out with it? So yeah, she released a film to go alongside this. I think Colin Tilly directed it. He's done like a load of big music videos. He did do it. Um, and it's the same title as uh, the, the album. album and again as we mentioned it's all kind of a it's like feminist themes talking about patriarchy institutional misogyny they actually had a screening of it in Dublin in the IMAX neither you or I went clearly no. um, this was out ahead of the release I think she's after making a few bob off it as well where am I finding this the album got seven on Pitchfork I can't remember if I said this oh Um um, seven hundred and thirty-five. Seven hundred and thirty-five k. No, but no. In fairness, like her last two albums got six point five. Yeah, but yeah, after she wished death on them. Yeah, no. Um, so seven hundred and thirty-five k from limited global sellouts. So like, wherever she had it, it sold out. I'm pretty sure Dublin was sold out. Um, so yeah, it was across the US and Canada. Oh yeah. So for people who don't know Colin Tilly, he's done. He does a lot of Justin Bieber's videos, Black Eyed Peas, Nicki Minaj. Jason Derulo. Um, yeah, so it's all out in over 70 locations out of 122 in North America and internationally Thursday. Um, Showtimes are very limited in IMAX um, as they didn't want, as IMAX didn't want to completely cannibalise the album songs before they were dropped. Yeah, I think the screenings were really late. Um, yeah, so as I said, we didn't go. Yeah. But we had a source in the inside. Thank God. Um, my good friend Benji... I reached out to him because he's a long time stan as well. So I was kind of interested to see why he's a stan and kind of maybe answer some of the misconceptions around her as an artist. Because I think there are a lot of misconceptions about her. 
Um, and he also saw the movie. So I was interested to hear what was actually shown and what he kind of thought of it from his perspective. So yeah, here's Benji. Hi, my name's Benji and I've been a Halsey stan for the last seven years. I first got into Halsey back in 2015 after they released their first album, Badlands, which is a concept album about mental health and bipolar disorder, which is a lot for a debut album, you know? Um, But that's at the crux of why I've been so dedicated to being a fan ever since. Um, A lot of people, I think, write off Halsey as that girl who sang Closer. And it's funny because they hate that song. They don't perform it anymore. If you ask her about it, she's like, nope, don't know her. Who is she? Uh, because that song could not be further from the type of art that Halsey makes. Um, all of her albums have been concept albums. They all have this amazing, like, rich storytelling and all have built their own individual little worlds. Each one references so many different things from, you know, Shakespeare to past albums to life experiences. There's so much stuff in it that every time you listen to one of her albums, you're going to find something new. And the longer you're a fan, the more you'll notice how much she comes back to her own motifs and themes over and over and over. And it's really, it's really satisfying to to hear that, especially with the new album. Uh, I went to see the IMAX film last week, which was a sort of short film meets visual album. Uh, it was a one night only experience. Uh, So I'm hoping that it gets released online somewhere so that everybody can see it. Um, It's set to the music of the new album and it tells the story of Queen Lila, who after murdering her husband, the king, because he was abusing her, uh, discovers that she was pregnant and goes on an absolute bender. And by bender, I mean deep descent into mental illness. Um... There's a lot of witchy, spooky, supernatural stuff that you're not really supposed to know if it's real or not. I think it's all meant to be up to interpretation. Um, She sort of explores all sorts of themes about femininity and uh, sort of the feeling of owning your own body or being in in control of it uh, or, you know, the lack thereof in this case. Um, The effects of trauma, the effects of... uh, having somebody have an opinion of you and whether or not that's true is doesn't matter. Um, there's also a lot of uh, witchy imagery and themes, which um, burning witches has been a, a theme in a lot of Halsey's music before. So that was, like I said, a theme that shows up again and again, which was really exciting to see. Um I'll try not to spoil it too much, but uh, it ends in quite a, a quite a Marie Antoinette sort of fashion. Um, but again, you don't really know what's going on. You don't really know what's real. And that, I think, also is a very uh, overarching theme in Halsey's music, particularly tying into struggles with mental health and whatnot. Uh, the costume design was absolutely phenomenal as a sidebar. Um, it was very Game of Thrones meets the Met Gala, uh, I would happily watch the whole thing again on mute just so that I could look at those dresses and headpieces. My goodness, they were absolutely incredible. Um, Halsey also did all the the makeup um, with her brand About Face uh, Beauty, which was really cool. Uh, fun little 
sidebar to notice. Um, I think so much of the the film brought up the themes of of like inner darkness and uh, how scary it can be to go through something like pregnancy. Um, the whole film and album, by the way, was made while Halsey was pregnant and really explores uh, so many different themes related to pregnancy, including kind of some things that I think people feel like they're not allowed to talk about, like, you know, how how scary and how how horrible parts of it are and how it must feel to have everyone being like, oh, how wonderful you you're so you must be so excited. This is fantastic. And instead, your brain feels terrified and scared and angry, even if this is something that you do want. Um, so I thought that was really interesting to see her do something that not a lot of people do, which is talk about these kind of things. Um, yeah, uh, the new album, it's excellent. The, the whole thing is a concept album about pregnancy again and how it feels to be pregnant and the kind of emotions that you go through. It's an absolute wild ride. Uh, but as well as that, it explores themes of uh, femininity, gender, power, trauma, abuse, all sorts of really, really dark stuff. Um, and I think the production by uh, Nine Inch Nails really complements that. And I think production-wise, it's absolutely her best album to date. So really, really, really excited to see where she goes from here, basically. Yeah, I think people uh, people think of Halsey as cringy, and I don't really... I don't agree at all, but I suppose I see where they're coming from. She started her career back on Tumblr and none of us look back on Tumblr with um, the nicest of eyes, we'll say. Um, but also she was she was young. She was only a kid starting off her career. Uh, most of her fan base were the same age as her. We were all in that in that time and we've all grown since, or at least most of us have. She also has a very, very unfortunate habit of writing tweets that get that are just unfortunate. Um, the most famous one of that, I think, was the when Pitchfork um, rated her last album Manic a six point five, and she said, "Oh, can Pitchfork can the can the basement that Pitchfork operate out of just burn down already?" It was really, really unfortunate that it turns out Pitchfork operate out of the World Trade Center. So there was also the time that she tweeted, if you're not from the US, get out now, uh, which everybody had a field day with on Twitter. Um, the context of that was that she was on the front lines of a protest, of a, of, of a Black Lives Matter protest in LA doing first aid um, to people who'd been shot by rubber bullets. She got shot by two rubber bullets uh, herself. Um, and they tweeted that because there were uh, immigration officers at the scene arresting people but uh, yeah people didn't necessarily think about that and just ran with it and all used it kind of as an excuse to dogpile onto them which like I get it it was a funny it was funny but um, yeah I think people just write them off as that cringy girl off from Closer who tweets really embarrassing things but never take the time to actually listen to their art which I think is absolutely phenomenal i think everybody should listen to their art i remember once i read somebody tweet um if marcy had written colors y'all would be 
losing your minds over it, but because it was by Halsey, you don't give a shit. And I think about it a lot because I think it's true. I think Halsey's reputation precedes them sometimes um, like to their detriment. And I'm hoping now with this album getting the amount of praise that it's getting, that that's about to change and that everyone else is going to join me in being a Halsey simp for life, as you should be. <laughs> if I could leave you with one thing to take away, it's that sometimes people aren't all what they seem and sometimes things aren't what they seem on the surface. And I think there are very few people who's, uh, who can represent that sentiment better than Halsey and whose music can represent that sentiment better than Halsey's. I really hope you enjoy the new album and I think you should go listen to it right now if you haven't already. It's great. Big thank you again to Benji for that. Much appreciated. I feel like I have a better insight uh, into... The fandom. Yeah, for sure. I think it is just very like that experience of kind of being online and that I hate this expression but you know the way people keep describing like Sally Rooney as like a millennial author like a millennial novelist that she's kind of telling stories of millennials. Yeah. I think there's like a, a whiff of that with Halsey that it's just like Sorry no you can't compare Halsey to Sally Rooney. No I'm not but I mean that description of that millennial thing of being so yeah. online and kind of talking about that experience and he, not hearing about it anywhere yeah. else. And I suppose with her I think we're kind of downplaying the fact that like she was very openly like LGBT and yeah. like talking about that as well. And as we mentioned, has been very open about a lot of her trauma. Like she's, she just gave birth recently, but this was something that she's kind of always wanted to do and has really struggled with throughout her career. And it's kind of informed a lot of her writing and her artistry. Um, I'm trying to bring this up here just in terms of yeah, I think, who is she? Obviously, because she was dating Jeezy. I'll get into that in a little bit a little bit later. But they, she was pregnant while she was with him. Lost the baby, I think. Um, and there was a couple of other, like, very high-profile relationships. And she was dating Evan Peters at one point. Um, Youngblood. Um, and, but she's kind of always talked about this thing of, like, wanting to be... A mom. A mom. Um... So I'm glad it's come around for Ender Ridley. Is the baby's name born July fourteenth? Ender. Ender, yeah. Um, and again, I suppose just also about like her mental health, about openly speaking about her bipolar disorder. Um, she, she's endometrio endometrio. How the fuck endometriosis? Endometriosis again, which is why her journey to becoming a mother has been so yeah. such a struggle. Um, and kind of the pain. Uh, she's been under and like to perform with that pain as well I think is I think can be understated as well yeah but yeah as I mentioned her and Jeezy were together a fractious relationship I will say but you know what like I would say she's more successful than him now and in a way I think she got the last laugh and also his name is Gerald so (sighs) Gerald Easy Gerald Easy, yeah. Get out of here. No offense, I knew his name is Gerald, but like I just feel like he thinks he's big. <laughs> you don't have a cool name. But, but I think he's like big swing and dick like, and it's actually like your name is Gerald, like Ger. relax. Your name, yeah. Um or Ger. So they I think one of the, one of his biggest songs is a collaboration he did with her, him and I. You know that song? Cross my heart, hope to yeah. die. Got this love, the crazy kind. So they so they were kind of they sparked rumors in twenty seventeen, which was when the song came out. 
and he kind of downplayed it at the time in interview saying that they've wanted to work together for ages I think she's an incredibly talented artist who has accomplished so much at such a young age um, and then she started sharing like pictures of them together and um, they went to Instagram official then um, she did a show on her 23rd birthday and um, he came out he, he got the crowd to sing happy birthday to her there's a video of that online if anyone wants to watch Aww. that um, he confirmed they were together in an interview with paper then that same year and said they met at a party uh, They yeah I think they were together for like a year and then things kind of they did SNL together that's a particularly horny performance but I mean it's not great now because obviously they broke up I don't know what point I was trying to make there sorry I'd already started saying it and then it <laughs> came out of my mouth um, so yeah they continued together through 2018 um, he was arrested in Sweden for drug possession and allegedly attacking security guards in May of that year. Um, he pleaded guilty, paid the fine, whatever. They walked together at the Billboard Red Carpet. They were together at the MTV Movie Awards. They did a lot of like um, red carpets together. Then 2018, she took to Instagram to say they'd broken up. Um, I normally keep this kind of thing private but provided our public nature I feel the need to inform my fans Jeezy and I are taking some time apart I'm eager to continue the upcoming uh, passage of time dedicating myself to my art and my career in the duration of my tour I wish him the best thanks for respecting our privacy at this time Um, then yeah so then obviously uh, there was a lot of like she's obviously released music since he's released music since and it's all kind of pointed to the fact that he was potentially playing the field um, she's come out since and said uh, like he was abusive um, that it was an abusive relationship um, like you can hear it and not like what's it you should be sad that song is like so direct and so cutthroat in a way that is like amazing but it's also very like he tough he just can't not have done the things she's saying you know what I mean yeah and then like you fucking shit like this on E where it's like exclusive how Jeezy really feels about ex-girlfriend Halsey's pregnancy who the fuck cares like Mm. who he doesn't get an opinion on that yeah like uh, (laughs) a source close to the rapper Gerald Earl Gillum that's his actual name okay Um, the insider says he knows she'll make a great mom and has always wanted to be a mom Um. They, yeah, I think there was, there was one performance that always comes up in my group chat. I think it's a, they're on a morning show or something and apparently, and they're doing him and I, and apparently that, obviously this is so unconfirmed um, and I'll do a bit more digging before I share it on the social, but like apparently the morning at that performance, like the reason she's like eyeballing him and he's very like, he isn't kind of like looking at her. Mm. Apparently that's one of the days she found out, um, he was, he was cheating on her, yeah. Fuck. Um, neither have poke, spoken... Jesus Christ. Neither have publicly spoken about their breakup, but Halsey has said that her silence on the topic was intentional. As she explained in a 2019 sit-down, this is when she also said that the song was um, about him. It can become quite easy in the social media generation to go from being a musician to becoming a personality. Um, and she said kind of the process of... Uh, the process of doing that album kind of helped her heal. She also did a, she released a book of poems. I would leave, I would leave me if I could. Um, That's so sad. Yeah. And it kind of talked about uh, her experiences there as well. But yeah. She's also gluten intolerant. 
She is also gluten intolerant, yeah. Um, the Guardian have called that latest album a muscular pop statement. Three stars out of five. And that's what I'm saying. I think it'll be regarded as like a good album. But I think... And I think for her, I think it's a, a very good statement. It's definitely her strongest piece of work. I think she needs to keep at this kind of shit. But then again, I don't know. A part of me, and I think Dave says it in his clip, where she obviously kind of wants this to be her legacy. And then I'm wondering, like, yeah, maybe... Not that maybe this is it or whatever. She's she doesn't strike me as that now. kind of... No, no, she doesn't strike me as that kind of person either, but... She's going to lay low for a while. Yeah, I, th- I think this was the story she's always wanted to tell and it's always something she's wanted to interrogate, but I think she wanted to be pregnant while doing it to, to kind of understand that side of it as well as opposed to singing it without having that insight. Yeah. So... She's apparently in A Star Is Born playing herself in a cameo appearance. I still haven't seen A Star Is Born. Oh my God. Oh, it's, I, Dave Grohl's on the new album as well. It's that kind of vibe. Um... The film for anyone, like I'm sure it will get an online release at some stage, but um, it's very like Game of Thrones-esque. Um, I'm a big fan. The film is very Game of Thrones-esque? Yeah. Okay. It's that kind of style and those kind of influences. Okay. Interesting. Um, any final parting thoughts on Halsey? Any final... I'd like to see her live. This is an album that I think would be extremely good live. Yeah. And it's kind of, the enjoyment of this is kind of, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to go back and listen to her older stuff. Sorry, I forgot to mention this. Like, (laughs) Halsey was kind of flat out like, um, tweeted like kind of breadcrumbing that Jeezy cheated on her. In 2018, she just tweeted pumpkin eater. And then someone replied going, him and I part two, in quotations, he ain't shit and it's just I. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, Can I interest you? In some mini bandwagons? In some, in some crazy mini bandwagons. Can I interest you in anything all of the time? You you kind of course, yeah, work away. Okay, I put it out to the fans because uh, I was really busy today. <laughs> the listeners, mm. I hate the word fans. Mm. Um... Sinead said the Gossip Girl reboot is starting on RT2 tonight at half nine if that's your cup of tea. I am going to record it, yeah, but I don't. the reviews I've read aren't great. Like I did not, have not heard a single thing. Uh, Vigil, someone said? It's from the Shrine of Judy people. It's uh, Saran Jones, six part series on BBC. Oh. On Sundays at 9pm. Saran Jones is incredible. I love her. You know, Dr. Foster. That oh. gal. Yes. She used to be in She was in Coronation Street Coronation Street Yeah I didn't want to say it In case I said it's stupid Um, Uh, No she's amazing I haven't watched Vigil But also of that recording It's like There's a murder on on a submarine And uh, there's an agent Sent in to like Find out who the fuck did it That's a true story I don't think it is Oh well that actually happened There's a uh, I watched another thing on Is Vigil based on a true story There was a, a murder on a submarine 100% I I by, do believe that that happened at one point. A journalist but. that went on to like uh, write a piece about the guy who was running the submarine. No, Vigil is not based on true story; it's entirely fictional. But it is based on the real life UK nuclear program known as the Continuous at Sea ah. Deterrent or Trident. Boring. Boring. Yeah. <laughs> um, alternative medicine like Reiki, etc. Oh, for, who sent that in? I'm not going to rat, rat out, but I will say I do have a session of Reiki booked. <laughs> 
Um, no, I will say I saw Caroline Hirons, the skin person, uh, or is it Hirons? Sorry, someone's going to correct me on that. Um, I saw someone, she posted on her Instagram saying that she, and she's very like kind of no nonsense. And she posted before saying she had two sessions and one of them she thought was amazing and she had another one and it like, she didn't really. Mm. I have what heard, is it? It's like, uh, it's like the trans- transferring energy around your body, but they don't touch you. Like it's, they put their hands over you. Okay. I keep doing it to Mark going, Ricky. <laughs> fix his tummy. <laughs> oh Christ. Is he going? No. He should. No, my, one of my friends went and she found it very helpful. So she got me a session for my birthday. So um, I'm going to go. All right, well now I feel I bad for laughing for, at your birthday gift. You could have fucking told me that. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Uh, I'll let you know. Well, she gave me the option between Reiki and another thing. And she said, she reckons I get... Acupuncture. Something. I would actually like to do acupuncture. She reckons I get better crack out of Reiki. Um, and then loads of people said going to Greece. One of them was my sister who was just back from Greece. <laughs> Yeah, does anyone want to sponsor us to do that? We would love to do an episode on Santorini. Do you know, like, I'm Grandmam did salute. Yeah. We need to get, we need to peak in Santorini. Yeah. We did Amsterdam. We haven't done any foreign excursion since. No. Um, oh, I actually have so many bad angles as well. I have loads more. Oh, all right. <laughs> Carry on. Um, <laughs> laser hair removal, white lotus. White Lotus on my list as well, yeah. You, the new you season yes, trailer Yes, it's announced for October, yeah. Oh, I did not see that. Yeah, I'll get the day for that, hang on. Um, I, I need to finish fucking season one, Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, it's so good. I do actually really like it, I just, I kept forgetting or it's something so to watch eerie. it, I don't know. Cruel do you want to carry on there or not? Cruel, yeah, Cruel Summer and White Lotus, I can't my tell sister watched, um my sister watched Cruel Summer and she said it was good I th- uh, the thing with White Lotus I can't remember if I said it on this I think the season finale was very divisive I did yeah, say I this yeah it was a mini band I for um, and from what I've seen a lot of people don't really know what to make of it but they all say Jennifer Coolidge is class so. yeah she is we October 15th Patreon. October 15th is when you was coming to class to I finished work that day big weekend of watching you Um. Little Angels Back to School pictures, I hate them. <laughs> what? Someone said Little Angels Back to School pictures and then in all caps, <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> kind of fair. Rising Phoenix, a doc about Paralympics, be appropriate as the games are on, superheroes. Go on, Ellen. They, hang on, where? Oh, go on, Ellen. Rising go on, Phoenix all of them. Go on, Smith. all of them. Someone else won today. Sorry, hang on. Uh, let me find out where that documentary is on. You keep... Aperol oh. Spritz and Limoncello, if you like... They were, they've been around. I love a lemon chalice sports. These fucking be- beaded bracelets and necklaces. Albufera, specifically last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Rising Phoenix is on Netflix. What are, what is wrong sorry, people? you need to stop. Uh, listeners, love I love you so much. Breed, you need to stop asking them for suggestions because they're just taking the piss out Someone of us. Someone goes, sunflowers, they're everywhere. <laughs> they're not wrong. Uh, Cove did for photo for a night and went for the day obsessed. The people need to know. When I meet people who don't, or who aren't from Cove or who only briefly visit Cove and I tell them that I'm from Cove, they're like, oh my God. It's like I told them I'm fucking from Santa Monica or something. It's like, mm. we need to calm down, right? Yeah. Where you're going to give Cove a big head. Though we do have a cocktail lounge now. I have to show the Martina cocktail lounge. Do? The Martina cocktail <laughs> lounge. It's the place you need to be. Um, being flat broke since everything opened up. FAI equal pay. Mayo for Sam. Here, do you remember a girl... Can we talk about this? <laughs> Knocking on the door, we might not anymore. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure Sam McGuire. I think Garold listens sometimes. Oh, Garold Clashing, if you're listening, please whip out that video. I, it, has, it has not left my brain since uh, the first time I heard Are it. Are they going to win? No, actually, don't say like, it. Save it for a tarot for close like, friends. I was like, Dad, you know they haven't won this since 1984? <laughs> and he was like, I actually know that. I don't even know if that's true, but they're the words I say. It's later, it's earlier than 1984. We've been knocking on the door since 1984. Mayo no, hang on. McGuire. No, it's not 1984. <laughs> Mayo, Mayo, Ga, Win. Keep talking, Bree. Um, Jesus sorry. Christ. Sorry, I don't know how to do this. Fucking anymore. hell. I think it's 1954. Autumn capsule wardrobes, a little life book, wearing satin. 1951. Oh, 1984. Are you on drugs? Well, they're the words they say. Ed Sheeran releasing a new angle, uh, angle. Cl- clickbait little mix having little mixers yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. F- like no do you know the drag queen Mordara so funny on Instagram if anyone doesn't follow them but <laughs> like they shared because you know they have a new song coming out it's Love Sweet Love it's coming out this week they will not let Jesse Nelson rest they're no. like absolutely not <laughs> well, I'm paraphrasing now but they post on their story and Mara was like they're going to end up like reverting maternity leave for people if they don't just give the fucking rest or something. They just won't stop working. No, like. Apparently, it's rumoured that little, uh, little Mix, that Jade from Little Mix is going to be going into the jungle. Yes. Because she's nothing else to be at. I'd love that, but I don't think she will. Sh- I, I just... She- I know, do you know what? She's a bit mad, she might. Yeah, maybe. She'd like, I feel like she'd love a challenge. Yeah. Out of all of them, I feel like she'd be the one to but, do it. And not not that I think she thinks she's too famous, but I do think she is just she a, is too a shade too famous now at this point. Especially with the success they've had this year. But she I couldn't need see to her. Do it, but I could see her being like, fuck it, I'm going to do this for myself. Like, do you know that kind of way? Like, see if I can. But uh, but I'm kind of like, if you're going into hiatus, would you not just take the time off? You know? Yeah. There now talking. it is only two weeks, but like, I do, I'm assuming they'll have to go into lockdown for like a week before or something, you know? Yeah. And then there's all the press after. Anyway. Do you know they only get 500 calories a day in there? Oh yeah, no, it's insane. Like That is insane. I can't actually wait for that, even though last series was only grand. But I kind of wouldn't mind some like just wholesome reality TV watching now, to be I honest. I can't wait for that. You know the other names I know? It's like, now, a lot of these are being bandied around. I'm not sure if any of them are true, to be honest. But Una Healy. Yeah, Maura Higgins. A, uh, Maura Higgins. There was like a load of bets put in for Una Healy, one of the betting people. So they were kind of like, do, do, do someone tell someone? So yeah, Maura Higgins. I, again, I feel like I feel like she, no, I feel like she thinks she might be too famous now. No. I'm not, I'm not no in way. a critical way. I do think in she Ireland, is. She's famous. She, but she's already done Dancing on Ice. I don't know if she would do this. I don't know. Greg O'Shea also linked like to it. I think he would do it because I think he'd like a challenge. I think I think the likes of Maura need to keep doing these things or else like who are like what are they relevant for? You know, like what are they doing? She's going to blow up from the glow up. I need to record that as well actually. Yeah, that's back. Um, what was the other thing? Sorry, Piers Morgan is apparently connected to it. Don't care. I really hope I'd he doesn't go in. go in and do shite, and everyone will laugh at him. I'd say he'll walk. Like, oh, I'll just actually be sick if he goes in. Who was the other big name? Footballer John Barnes. Do you know who that is? Has he not done He's it on before? His Fucking, the He's water done it be before. For. John Barnes has done that, or Celebrity Big Brother before. I think it was Celebrity Big Brother. John Barnes. John Barnes might not actually even be his name. Like, just no Liverpool. Could be yeah. Um. Who was the other big... Yeah, he did Celebrity Big Brother. Oh, this is going to wreck my head. It doesn't matter anyway. We'll find out soon. Yeah, no, he's apparently... Like, I Oh, just... Olivia Atwood, sorry, um, from Love Island. Okay. Is also potentially in the mix. We'll see. 
Only two of them ever end up being true, I will say. Oh, yeah. and sorry, I think Keith Duffy was supposed to do it last He's year. Done it before. No, he hasn't. What did he do? Every he did... other member of Boyzone has done it then. No, I don't think any of them have done I Am a Celeb. Boyzone, I'm a Celeb. Maybe I'm wrong. No, Keen Keen Egan did it. Yeah, and he won. He did, yeah. Um he uh, he was so I think he was supposed to do it the COVID year. And, and then happen. didn't for what whatever reason. Okay. Because when we were covering it on for the podcast and everything, we were like, we were joking about it at the start of the show being like, when's he going in? And then he didn't go in. It was like, oh, so I can only assume it was COVID. Yeah. Is it going to be in Scotland again this year? Yeah. Cool. Said Oz was too tricky. Cool, cool, cool. Sorry, do you have any other mini van wagons? No, I think we need to wrap this up. I'm very Okay, tired. sorry. I w- um, <laughs> the, oh, the only other thing I will say, if you're looking for something kind of funny and absurd to watch, I, I, I have mentioned this before. I mentioned it when season one came out, but season two came out recently enough. I'm just late coming to it. I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. Mark made me watch that recently. On Netflix. I did not get it at all. It's, I, oh, I, I it is a, absurd. He was looking for, for something. He was like, well, watch something because there's, there's no new Rick and Morty. And, um, do you know when I was eating a sandwich from his sleeve? <laughs> that's funny that's I'm hilarious like, I just but did you watch get it there's like two or three episodes later where he's doing like an infomercial and he's like invented this hoover that like sucks the hot dog back out of your mouth <laughs> and he's like he's like I got fired from my job I can't tell you why but here's it's very but it's totally ups- I kind of <laughs> do feel like you need to be beamed to watch it yeah, to be totally honest yeah. or to fully get it um, I put it on Kane was fucking ripping the whole laugh yeah, off himself. yeah it seems like his buzz um, that's on Netflix that's the only th- oh and sorry um, I listened to a good podcast recently it's uh, Sentimental Garbage um, it's Caroline O'Donoghue I really hope that's her second name otherwise I've completely fucked that up but she's, she's a new a season yes she used to write for I'm gonna pause this up now she writes for The Examiner no okay I don't think it was okay one. let me Big just on Twitter yes yeah yeah um, yes it is Caroline who. thank god um, she's from Cork amazing um, sentimental, uh, uh, sentimental Garbage was like a podcast that started out kind of about like chick lit and like favourite books and stuff um, she did a standalone series with Dolly Alderton on Sex and the City and this new series is kind of she's inviting people on to talk about kind of things they love in culture that people kind of like mock them for or whatever and the opening episode is with Myrna O'Connell and they talk about red carpets and it's if you're into that it's very very interesting and very funny so um, we're on Patreon you're going to do tarot this week and you're going to predict some celebrity events we yep. got some good ones in on Close Friends did you look at them? yeah I screenshot them great so you're going to predict them someone literally their suggestion was I think you should ask the patrons for um, examples of things that might happen which, yeah. which was what the box was for yeah which is I thought I'd made that pretty clear but maybe I didn't um, we have a new celeb goss roundup up on uh, Patreon as well we're talking about Jesse Nelson uh, the Olivia Rodrigo Paramore thing yeah the you, Fox the Fox was caught by the Dublin was it the DSPC he's up on the DSPCA guys is that him I think it might be him oh my god you are not going to understand that unless you sign up to our Patreon um, it's a very good value um, and there's a video attached Max. of that uh, horrific ghost fox we talk a little bit about uh, Kanye as well and Taylor Swift joining TikTok and how unbearably cringe it is um, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts only if it's nice follow us on Spotify to keep up to date on all the latest episodes this podcast has been produced by Collaborative Studios you can find us ever on social media Bandwagons Podcast and uh, check out our live dates on bandwagonspodcast.com not a lot of tickets left for Cork I believe Oh, so do get them that's what they were leading us to believe on social media Cypress Avenue they were like oh, heading what? to a sellout I believe it so get your tickets. Um, thank you so much for joining us. I've been Fanula. I've been Breed. We'll see you next week. Bye. Talking about things that other people 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 